Hey, it's Garbage Brain University. I'm Drew Toothpaste. I'm Natalie B. Today we're talking... Gardening. The go outside and make some food hobby that we all love to have. The dirt hobby. Dirt is free, baby. Get with it. Dirt is free. Get in touch with the earth, man. Literally, you got to go out and scratch around on it and dig down on it. Right. You get a familiarity for below the surface. No telling what's going on down there. That's the thing. You start digging in the dirt and you think about it a little bit, you start freaking out, man. Man, you know what? Every time I've ever dug a hole, I'm always surprised at how hard it is. (laughs) The dirt is hard. You know what's really easy about a hole? Ah. Like the first three inches. Right. You have to do the thing where you put the shovel down and you jump on it. Yeah. You put your body weight on the back end of it. I guess I don't know how far you'd have to go down. I just think around here the soil's just clay. Yeah. It's just clay. Right. That's all you're going to get. I've had to bury like little pits. And so. How far do you go down for that? I mean, I never went down far enough. I'll say that. I don't think I ever buried a rabbit or a hamster without the dog in it. <laughs> so I'm not far enough. So I needed to go deeper. I just assumed they were small and so it would be easy peasy. But you no thought, match for a dog. I think you probably did what anybody would do, which is you're like six feet for human. A human is, just to make the math easy, a human is... Uh, six, six feet. Six feet long, mm-hmm. right. So a hamster is three inches long. <laughs> right. So you just need a little hole. So he needs to go down three inches. (laughs) Which, as you found out, is very easy. Very easy for a dog. Right, right. The dog's just like, yoink. And then you're like, oh, dog's got the hamster. Circle of life. It's better that he gets it out of the hole than gets it out of the cage, though. Yeah, I guess. (laughs) I mean, you really have to make a pro and con. Right. When it comes to that, but there's more horror involved with him getting out of the cage because you're not like, no, no, the guy's dead. Oh no, that guy I had to take care of. Right. That little guy, my seven ninety nine guy. <laughs> but if he digs him out of the yard and there's just like a little quick snack, and you're like, dog, you're gross. What a gross asshole you are. I hate you. You're pretty gross. And then the next day, you're you're back to giving kisses on the mouth. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Yeah, and that's the great thing. I mean, you don't even have to wash the dog. It's just right, right back to it. It's more, of a, <laughs> it's more of a time issue, really, with the human brain. I mean, if you give the dog enough time, then whatever he ate is no longer in his mouth. I, I, I'd say overnight. It's really... Self-sterilizing. You overnight. know, yeah, yeah. When they say, forgive us our trespasses, it's just time heals all wounds. What trespasses does a dog have? Each is there to be a dog, man. I don't think trespassing, I don't think a dog can trespass. If a dog trespasses, that just means you didn't hide your shit good enough. Yeah. Well, I also, I think this wraps into my attitude problem because I also don't think humans can trespass. I think you should be allowed to go where you want. I, yeah, I know about your anti-trespassing, anti-anti-trespassing stance. I'm (laughs) pro-trespassing. There's a small number of laws on the books that I find to be not just unjust, but offensive to anybody's right as a free human being. Right, right. (laughs) Where do you like to trespass the most? Government land. You might think that's dangerous. No, it's not. (laughs) Not unless you go to like Area 51 or something, and then they're going to come out and yell at you first. You'll know. Oh, I don't go anywhere like that. I'm not interested in any kind of weapon-based trespassing. It's just when they have their stuff where they say, hey, it's it's the woods. Hey, this is government woods. To me, that's better because when they put up signs and they tell everybody else to keep out, you know there's not going to be anybody in there. Right. And if you do go in, here's the thing. I've been in the government woods before. (laughs) And some guy will walk by. And he looks at you, but he doesn't automatically know if you're the government or not. Right. So, and if anybody did say anything, all you have to do is act normal. That's yeah. like whenever you're jaywalking or trespassing or just doing anything you're going to do where if you make a stink about it, people won't like it and people will try to stop you. But if you just do it and you just shut up and you act normal, you can basically do anything you want at any time. Right. I got nailed. I've only trespassed accident. No, that's not true. I was going to say I've only trespassed accidentally, but I have trespassed on purpose before. But most recently was when I accidentally was trespassing because I was looking for the graveyard 
or I suppose the cemetery in Columbus where it was all of the people who used to live in the asylum or whatever it was. Isn't that called Insane Cemetery? Yeah. Yeah, I believe so. It's on the map. If you look in Columbus, it's uh, on the west side. Yeah. Right. But it's like tucked back behind like some hospitals and some other shit. And it's kind of like a ways down this little road. And it's like all of the stones in it are flat against the grass. So it's kind of hard to find it. Right. And so I was driving back there with Alyssa and Nona. And we pulled into this parking lot. And then suddenly we got swarmed by all these trucks. And they're like, what are you doing? <laughs> And we're like, we're looking for the insane cemetery. You know where it is? We're like, you need to leave right now. I'm like, oh, we, we're not trying We're not trying to come here. We're trying to go to the insane cemetery. Do you know where it is? He's like, oh, you need to turn around and go down. Like, he was really mean to us. Wow. But I think we drove into the parking lot of this, like, hospital prison that was, like, very, very small. And it is, like, for the Silence of the Lambs guys. Oh, okay. So they thought maybe you were There was a facility back there that is like a super maximum security psychiatric hospital prison or something like that. So they they put a psychiatric hospital prison on the grounds of the old, what they called at the time, insane asylum. They were not adjacent properties. Oh, so you were in the totally wrong place. We went way far too far (laughs) to the street. Yeah, but it was like close by, sure. And so, yeah, we went to this very scary place that we were not supposed to be. And I was like, buddy, I wouldn't want to come here. <laughs> that makes but the way us. you're freaking out, yeah. I'm absolutely going home and checking the internet and seeing what's going on here after I get home. Yeah, I, I, I had no, I, I wouldn't have given a shit if you hadn't had such a hissy fit. I mean, this is not where I was trying to go. And now I want to know who's in there. Do you go, yeah, I can go home checking Google. God damn, this is Area 52. <laughs> But then I went and I saw all of the extremely boring numbered headstones. Like it was like poignant or whatever. And it was like a unique cemetery experience. But it was also a little bit boring because most of the most of the stones were just like numbers. And you're like, oh, there you go. Tells me nothing. Thanks. <laughs> and then we went home. <laughs> so you're saying that the indigent people who died, wards of the state, did not have lavish, like explanatory tombs listing their achievements no they just there's like little rocks and it said eight six four seven nine twelve that i mean that was it that's pretty brutal but i mean yeah it's maybe not worth the drive to just see the numbers i mean i i like to peep that kind of shit like if there's something to see let me see it man i feel like i am so hardcore ohio that i feel like it is my responsibility to see what is there. I think you have to know everything that's around. I think you have to know the place where you are. Right, right. I think you got to investigate everything you can investigate. Because that's the thing is, I think the tendency for most people, myself included, is that you live somewhere and you just drive down the same roads for the places you're going to go to. Occasionally you look up and you're like, is there any new ice cream places? You'll go check that out. (laughs) Yeah, right. I've never been down on this side of town before. They got another ice cream place over here. (laughs) I like seeing like the weird old stuff. That's always my favorite shit. I will like go and hunt it down. That's what I'm interested in seeing. Yeah, the burial mound was pretty good. That big old shrum mound we passed the other day. That was pretty good because that was you drive down and there's like a truck and then there's like a truck junkyard where you get trunk parts and then there's like a pipe warehouse and then there's a burial mound and then there's like a pipe junkyard. (laughs) It's like they gave that burial mound as little space as possible. It is like trimmed in, like it's cropped as tight as possible. Like as soon as the slope of the mound hits the ground, they're like, that's it. That's all you get, baby. It's pipes from here on out. (laughs) It's garbage. (laughs) Isn't it up against the quarry too? Yeah. That's ugly. <laughs> and then just that mound like a majestic green boob. <laughs> so speaking of green boobs, Natalie. <laughs> yeah, Bob, what's up? Tell me what is gardening? Gardening is the practice of growing and cultivating plants as part of horticulture. And when you garden, you would do ornamental plants like flowers or bushes or whatever the fuck. Or you can grow food like vegetables and fruit and herbs and potatoes. Or you can grow stuff to use for coloring fabric or medicine or to make cosmetic products like 
anytime you're growing stuff on purpose in your house just for your personal use like no one else's business yeah so basically any plant you grow on purpose Mm -hmm, right you know i watch a lot of gardening vlogs (laughs) (laughs) yeah tell me about it Which is funny. It's been how long? It's been at least 15 years since they started vlogging. And there's still not a better word for that. YouTubing, maybe. I feel like that's corporate. It's like calling a tissue a Kleenex. Yeah. But a lot of really successful and popular gardening vloggers will be in places like Wales, where I don't think it's fair to compare myself to a Welsh gardener. Yeah, those guys go ham. It's so temperate. And then they're like, just put your sprouts out in your greenhouse in January. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> You'll have a great huge parsnip. And somehow these people that live in a country that's more expensive than mine also have way more land than we do. Yeah. Uh-huh. So figure that one out. If we I have... get that if I get that figured out, boy. We have nearly no land. <laughs> we have zero point one acre. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then the house takes up the majority of that. I actually read it was recently on the adjusters website. It was one it was zero point one seven, oh. almost a point two of an acre landed gentry. <laughs> Maybe we are middle class. <laughs> Confounding things is the fact that the house is to the north of the backyard, mm-hmm. meaning that the best place for us to put a garden would actually be in the front yard, which would be terrible. Yeah. Because we live in a pretty fussy little neighborhood and the city would get pretty mad right. if our front yard was not just a lawn and bushes and stuff. Yeah. They get pretty fussy about that stuff. Right. Yeah. But I'm really bad at gardening. That's my secret shame. Like, I can usually get into, like, doing stuff and figure it out, man. I could I could hack it out. If it's hard at the beginning and I can't get it, I would just keep on plowing, 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 plowing until I get it. That is like, I refuse to give up, right? But gardening, there is something about the way gardening is. It does not mesh with like my personality. It is like remembering to do something at a certain time every day for a very, very, very long time. That is like not my skill. Remembering to take care of something that's not going to alert you in any way if you fail to do it. Yeah, uh-huh. Right. Like, Nona would tell me if she was hungry. Oh, yeah, exactly. I think that also in that way, like, eventually you eat a plant or you just keep a plant and it looks nice in your house. But, like, you that's basically it. So the long-term rewards are much more subdued. Right. The long-term reward of taking care of a plant is that you still have the plant. <laughs> still got it (laughs) so i think you have to really like plants it's like spinning plates it's like you're doing it until you're not man like it's just you gotta keep on doing it and if you stop then no more plate (laughs) (laughs) i think spinning plates might be a bit frantic for the pace but you have so many plants like all of them get thirsty at the same time like i don't think that they do they're all different kinds of plants they all like different shit yeah sometimes there's like a little one and it's behind the other ones how do you how do you know how do you keep track i don't know it's like not and then you put them all together and you can't tell how many are there it's just confusion all the way down well i think after you do it a little while you kind of get to you kind of get to knowing what's going on and then remembering from day to day whether or not you watered something or whether one or the other little guy likes it dry. (laughs) I mean, it's kind of like a little brain tickler in that way. Right, right. I like having a reason to have a yard because I don't really go out there and run around in it. It is, after all, somewhere in the neighborhood of half of a tenth of an acre. (laughs) Which looks big on paper, sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) But I like the idea that I have it, I own it, and I don't really like grass. I'm sure we've talked about this before. Not only am I allergic to grass, but I think taking care of grass is stupid and boring. I think it doesn't even look that great. Mm-hmm. And it's a never-ending task for no reason. No, No pleasure in it. Grass will also fuck you up. Here's the thing. You get a yard and you drive your lawnmower across it and it's all flat. Well, there will be a dip in the yard and the grass will just grow taller in that spot. And so it looks like your lawn is even until you step on it and then you fucking hurt yourself. I did that one time and I hurt my ankle and my knee so badly that I still have problems with it every single time the weather changes like 20 years later. Yeah. So, 
you know, if I can take that and turn that into other plants that are more interesting, that smell nice, that I'm not allergic to, I'm not allergic to rosemary. Rosemary grows really well here. Not as well as in some places, but rosemary grows well. Parsley grows pretty well. You know, all kinds of stuff. People say tomatoes grow well. They kind of do, and they kind of don't here. Uh, animals get them. The animals get them, and then the tomatoes are just basically water bombs. Right. And they're really mushy, and they just get everywhere. And then the animals go, and they take a bite out of each one. People will tell you all kinds of tricks, but none of them really work. There's two things that really work for getting rid of animals in your garden. And one is covering up all your plants so nothing can get to them. And the other is figuring out a way to kill all the animals that will get them. <laughs> I refuse to kill animals outside. I'm not ever going to kill an animal outside unless I'm going to eat the animal. Right, right. If you're in my house and you won't leave without a fight, I might have to kill you. But... If you're outside, that's your house, man. I'm not gonna kill you out there. I have a house here in our in our areas just happen to overlap, right? The way I look at it is if if you were a little otter or something, right? And you had a little hole and you had your little creek and you were a little guy and you just dug out a little place for your family to live and you came in and there was a snake in there, wouldn't you kill the snake? Mm -mm. If you were an owl and you had a hole in a tree, right? Uh -huh. You just go in your hole in your tree and you hoot yourself to sleep. <laughs> One day you go in there and there's a mouse in there and he's like eating all your little weird pellets you barf up or whatever. <laughs> you're going to kill the mouse, man. It's my pellets. I need it. Of course you're going to kill a mouse. That's what you eat. Right, owl. right. Yeah, I guess that actually isn't a great point of comparison. What if I come home and there's a cooked turkey on my table? Am I going to eat it? <laughs> right. If if a, if a local animal decided they were going to store their weed and candy bars in my house, <laughs> I might have to interfere with them and their plans. Yeah, yeah. And it's just, it's an issue of pestilence. The mice, you know, carry viruses in the Southwest. They have hantavirus that gets yeah. spread through the dried feces. Yeah, I'll spread it through the dried feces. <laughs> I don't think... I don't know what you mean. I don't think you I don't think you ever come into contact with fecal matter of no, rodents. No, probably not. It's just if they're in your house and they're biting on all your food, they don't have oral hygiene, so right. they might have mouth germs. They have poop feet. They have poop feet, yeah. And they're walking around outside, they're getting mud everywhere. So it's just you gotta go, buddy. Right. But you can't mess with animals outside. I like tricking them. I think that's my favorite way of keeping them out. With your garden, I liked it when we got all the snakes and put them all over the place. Yeah, we got a bunch of rubber snakes, plastic owls. Yeah, we just like laid them all over the place. Well, I think they I think they did work somewhat because when I quit bothering to do anything with them, the animals really did swarm in way more. You but have to you, move them every day. You have to move them all the time or the animals are like, wait a second. There's that snake that doesn't move. I have, I'm safe. It's fine. He never moves. That snake doesn't move at all. <laughs> Right. You have to be, if it's surprised by the snake. Man, the animals in the yard are, are fucking sassy. Like, they just don't even give a shit because they just eat like kings in everybody's yard. They fucking tear up everybody's garden. They eat everybody's grass seed. They eat everybody's garbage. They eat everybody's, like, compost pile. They are fucking fat as pigs. They're enormous. Sometimes I will see, especially this time of the year, I will walk in the kitchen and there's almost always a squirrel standing on the fence like that you can see through the kitchen window. And he's just like right there. And he's always fat as a bitch. And I would sit there and stare at him and stare at him, stare at him. Well, the other day, a damn squirrel got an apple out of somebody's compost and he took it over to our windowsill and sat there eating it. Right. And then he left a fucking garbage apple on our, on our windowsill. He came back and got it though. The thing is with all the animals in our neighborhood is that you look at him, you're like, oh, look at that cute little guy. And then they turn around and they look like the Crypt Keeper. Like, they all are just completely thrashed by hawks because we have a ton of hawks. And so I was looking at this little squirrel. I was like, oh, look at that cute little guy. He's so fat. And like, we were all taking pictures of him and stuff. And then I looked at him and he turned around and then like, he didn't have any eyeball. He just had a big hole in his head. I was like, oh, God, I thought you were so cute, but now you're gross. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna post your picture in the Discord now. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of the Discord, um, this episode was suggested to us by Existential Bread, Renee, Big Savings, and Josh. Thanks, y'all. If you have your own idea for what we should talk about, hit the Discord and tell us. We're always there in the Discord. We'll chat with you. Right, we're always in there chatting. I I'm in there like probably a little bit too much. Yeah. 
I mean, you know, things been different lately. Right. I could be working more. I could be doing productive stuff more than I'm in the Discord, but what are you going to do? <laughs> so if you want to see what I'm doing instead of working, hop on over to Discord. It's patreon.com slash garbagebrainuniversity. But you probably already knew that. Right. We told you already. If you're not in the Discord by now, it's your fault. I mean, if you're if you're not subscribing, you've already made the decision, hey, I'm just going to be a fucker. You really, you're missing out because the Discord really is like a little tumor of people who all have really positive attitudes and they're really friendly and we just all are friends and we don't fight and we're very friendly to each other and supportive and no one ever talks about politics. <laughs> Yeah, I if that's what only... you need in your life, if that's what you need in your life, five dollars, you can't beat it. Oh, well, you know, something Natalie said to me years ago that I've thought about constantly since then is I can only show you the magic. I can't make you see it. <laughs> so Natalie, who invented gardening? Uh old people in the olden days. I'm talking about the very olden days, prehistoric days, right? So we talked about this in the agriculture episode. We talked about agriculture, which is different because that's just like growing food and stuff and you can do it on wide scales. Gardening is more like a hobby, right? Yeah. But all of that kind of stuff started off with this practice called forest gardening where people would live outside wherever they live, like next to the river, next to a creek, where the fuck you live back then, in a hole in a cave whatever right and you survey the area around your beautiful cave and you see all these wild plants that just sprung up on their own and so you would go around to all these different plants and you would determine which ones you liked being there and which ones you had no use for all the plants that you had no use for you would pull them out Mm -hmm. and you would only leave the plants that you liked to have growing because you used it for stuff and so gardening started off not as planting stuff and growing it but as getting rid of stuff you didn't want to grow okay okay and so anything you grew then would be perfect for that area right right (laughs) from that standpoint it's pretty smart because that's one of the challenges of modern gardening is you can plant something a welsh guy loves and it's just not gonna work in your fucking backyard (laughs) right right you have to go with zone six baby Okay, so they would do the forest gardening, and then, you know, people did that for a minute, and then, oops, now we got a civilization going on. Yeah. Uh Mm Uh-oh. And when that happened, the rich people started having, like, aesthetic gardens and, like, beautiful ornamental gardens, like the hanging gardens of Babylon, like, ancient Egypt shit, right? Oh, yeah. Like, just gorgeous stuff. The ancient Romans had gardens and this and that, right? And so at that point, they were planting seeds or transplanting plants or creating. Yeah, right. Rather than just culling what they didn't want. Right. And they were growing stuff for aesthetics. Like, this is beautiful instead of we're going to eat this. Yeah. And Egyptians really liked gardens because they made shade. Oh, okay. And they associated trees and gardens with their deities. And so they were like always growing gardens all over the place and they would have a wall around their garden with trees planted in rows and they would have dates and figs and nuts and all that bullshit willows and like ornamental trees and they would just line them up get that shade baby shady days yeah they would grow roses poppies daisies irises all kinds of different flowers right Mm -hmm. They would have that kind of stuff in Assyria, and they would have that kind of stuff in Cyprus. And like I said, ancient Rome grew acanthus, cornflowers, crocus, all kinds of shit. Everything. Poppy. Just all the stuff where you were going to write an ancient poem that says you're as lovely as... Acanthus. (laughs) Right. I'm going to compare your face to acanthus. They're both pretty cool. You are as lovely as a rosemary. (laughs) I love the grease of your face and smelling its fragrant grease (laughs) (laughs) i fucking love rosemary ever since you started growing rosemary in the house and growing these massive rosemary bushes i have been like totally obsessed with it well it grows pretty readily and then i just propagated it off that one plant i bought two years ago right right i went and bought a little rosemary plant it was about 
six or seven inches tall and then i i successfully transplanted it and grown it bigger and then taken cuttings of it and propagated those into all new plants right right but it's pretty i mean it's so oily it has such a very strong taste so you definitely can tell when you use it and it goes well with everything it goes good with everything everything and it smells so great you can't stand it it's not like uh it's not like marjoram marjoram is okay but it smells too much like perfume right so it's kind of like eating perfume you know i had rosemary i have had rosemary before i always had rosemary from like the grocery store and i always was like rosemary just tastes like a stick whatever i'm not like offended by it but it's not my favorite herb i would say now it's my favorite herb though i used to be a basil girl no, I like rosemary now. I think it's my new my it's, new shit. It's different when it's fresh. The there's sage just, is good too when it's fresh. There, yeah, there's just a few things where if you grow it fresh, it really makes a difference. Fucking delicious days over here, man. Pandemic, delicious. <laughs> what else would they do in their gardens? They would grow medicinal herbs they would grow shit for church altars and they would have them around monasteries where they would grow shit for monks and i'm sure like the herbs and stuff that they would make liquors and stuff with right oh yeah and in the 13th century europeans started having leisure gardens and would grow herbs and vegetables just for kicks right just because uh there were enough people who had enough money that they could start to have hobbies right right at that point right and when they would have gardens they would also have their walls around the garden so people couldn't see them and so no one would steal their shit right yeah keep keep the cows out and in the renaissance they started putting sculptures topiary fountains hedge mazes they started going fucking crazy right they started doing tulips marigolds sunflowers bombastic shit people started going people started going message board on it right right once they got to the yeah once they got to the point where they realized that this was something that the more they knew about it and the harder they worked on it the cooler and the more different it would be they started trying to compete with each other right right that's how all that tulip shit started right in english gardens they would usually have lakes and lawns and shrubs and grottos and little churches and ruins and bridges and blah 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 where's the plants i don't fucking know they just had a bunch of other shit in them well that yeah that's probably also why they call their yard a garden yeah that's probably related to that because the yard here is just where you go out and it's just and it's just grass and you and your siblings just stay out there for a while kick the ball around push each other over you know i never liked the yard (laughs) i never liked the yard i'm just gonna be straight up never did we never gardened never liked the yard yeah the best thing that ever happened in my yard when i was a kid was that my dad had some guys illegally build us a garage and they excavated part of our yard well what happened was they had a little teeny house that had a one-car garage and then the people who lived there before my folks turned the one car garage into a bedroom which was great except the bedroom was like not very well insulated yeah yeah and it had like a big weirdly blank wall where the garage door used to be and all this and so my dad was like i need a garage i need i gotta have a garage and then he got some people to do it and then they excavated it all and then in our yard there was this portion that had this hill that when i was a child i felt was extremely tall it was probably five or six feet tall but i could ride my bike just up and down that dirt hill yeah i rode it up and down that dirt hill basically until all the dirt melted (laughs) yeah took like three years now so you just like killed the dirt yeah i literally ran it into the ground It was probably fine without that. You can't really be too sad about that. No, I definitely got my I got my kicks from that dirt pile. <laughs> you got your ten dollars worth. However <laughs> much you chipped in for that extra room. <laughs> I did not. I think I was probably eight. I did not pay for the garage. <laughs> you didn't chip in at all? My dad had the idea to put a basketball hoop on the garage. He made sure they measured so it was a regulation basketball hoop. <laughs> yeah. So it was like what ten a, yeah. ten feet above the ground. Just make sure no one would ever get a hoop. Yeah. And I guess the idea well my dad was my dad was born a, a very long time ago, so I think he imagined that balls and ball games and stuff were way more fun. Like, I was a kid who had a bike and a computer and stuff, man. <laughs> like, And on, you know what? Your dad wasn't, like, the most sporty guy anyway. Like, I can't no. imagine he would have wanted to No, he did not. No, he didn't want to play basketball at all. He did not want to shoot hoops. Okay. 
He did not want to. He just wanted it to be available to you should you decide to shoot a hoop. I think he decided, I think he did it because he thought that I would stand out there and do it. Right. <laughs> Which, as my, my negative attitude toward the yard should have shown, <laughs> is not interested in that. Yeah, yeah. I think I did. I, I went out just to humor him. I went out and shot hoops a couple times, but it went about as well as you could. I would like to see you, you shoot imagine. some hoops. Oopin, you got you got moves. I don't have I don't have any moves. I'm not graceful, and I think I I'm okay with like whipping stuff, but I don't think I could get a basket. I don't think I could do it. Yeah. It's just it's just you have to know your limitations. It's fine. There are some people who are great at it. It's very elegant and it looks fun. Right. I'm, I hope they're all having fun doing sports. If you love it, good for you. <laughs> have fun. Tell your it, friends I said hi. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> when I was a kid, I would sit outside all the time, but I never sit, sat like actually in the yard. I would always sit on my roof outside my bedroom window. Oh, that would have been killer if I had had a, a roof spot. Yeah, for sure. That's right. I used to always sit and then no one would know where I was. They would think I was not home and they would leave me alone. That is a great, that is a great combo. Also, though, <laughs> that also hinges on your mom's reaction to you not being in the house or locatable. It hinges on her reaction to that being, oh, well. Yeah, because she's gone. Indifferent. She must be somewhere else. My mom had excellent object permanence. She was like, she's not here, but she's got to be somewhere. And then she yeah. leaves me else. Well, I know she didn't fully disappear. She's somewhere on this mortal plane. <laughs> Our paths will cross again, probably. <laughs> it's like a very zen attitude, right? Zen parenting. Oh, wow. That is, that is definitely a way to describe it. I just let her go. If she comes back, then she really was your kid. <laughs> So, okay, so do you know what the difference is between a garden and a farm? I There's rules, man. I don't think I know, like, all three of the gremlins' rules for gardens and farms. The main rule for gardening versus farming is that a farm is a location that produces and sells at least $1,000 worth of gardening product produce. If you... $1,000 uh, is the is yeah. the cutoff where? According to the USDA. Oh, okay. Okay, so in so America... If, yeah. So if you have a garden and you sell $1,000 worth of something, then you have a farm. So it would be very easy to have a weed farm yeah. uh -huh. in your backyard, and it would be very hard to have a tomato farm in your backyard. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Okay. Right. But you could have a tomato... A tomato garden could be a tomato. Right. A single tomato. It scales from zero to $1,000 worth. <laughs> How much does a tomato cost? Oh, not much, buddy. $5. <laughs> Everything costs about $5, $10. Yeah, these days. These days. I don't like, I don't, I, I don't like tomatoes that much. You know, I grew tomatoes. I did not intend on getting tomatoes, but our, our lovely neighbors gave us a couple. They grew well, but the, the animals and bugs, animals and bugs just got them. And I think I had about 50 tomatoes that got chewed up by animals that I had to chuck. And then I think I had probably five or six tomatoes that actually made it inside. And they're fine once you cut them up, but... Still, even the good ones are just water. Yeah, just, yeah. That's my feelings on tomatoes. I really like tomato sauce. I really like salsa. But, like, a tomato on its own is, like, a very just, like, chewing on wet. <laughs> Chew it and it just squirts and you got some shit in your teeth. Yeah, and then you take it. I mean, you have to put some salt on it, but then it's, like, salty water. Yeah. I mean, you love it, but there's an easier way to get it. <laughs> yeah, right. You, have, you get diarrhea if you do that too much, though. Is that... Yeah, drinking salty water. <laughs> Do you drink salt water? No. Okay. Man, but my, I've, uh... I've had too much soup before, though. Oh, soup, yeah. I've got soup tummy. <laughs> yeah, I had to get, there's one kind of pho you can get at the drive-thru place down here, and it's, for whatever reason, it's saltier than the others. One time I got that, and I had the full bowl. I had the whole thing, and my stomach was just doing flips. I thought I was having heart palpitations. Yeah, right? You probably were having a little bit of... I may have, <laughs> I may have had enough sodium. I upset my electrolyte balance. My heart was palpitating. Right. There's nope. no telling. Yeah. Little from column A, little of B. Little 
boat. Yeah. Now, this is worth pointing out is that the drive through place where the drive through soup restaurant, which I'm sure people have everywhere. Uh-huh. I, I think that having a drive through soup restaurant is probably unique to our city. And it's and it's like our neighborhood even. Yeah. You drive through, you get soup. Something that's important to point out is that it's in an old Taco Bell mm-hmm. and they blocked up the the inside of it and they turned the Taco Bell bathrooms into more kitchens so they could cook more food in there, I mm-hmm. guess. So there are bathrooms there, but they're on the back and they're on the outside of the restaurant, like a gas station. Yeah. Uh-huh. The other thing to point out is that all around the perimeter of the parking lot, all all the way around the outside, and then on in the front of the Taco Bell where there would be little bushes or whatever, they plant like basil and all these little herbs. And then they actually take those and they that's what they put in your soup. Right, yeah. So you're eating like parking lot produce. I mean. When you go there and it's good. Right. It is good. It's fine. What's the difference, man? It's urban agriculture. Right, right. <laughs> it was like only eight inches away from a car instead of being three feet away from a car like your produce. <laughs> <laughs> I saw this like infographic, like it was probably a few years ago at this point, but it was like a map of all the different states in America, right? And all of the states were labeled with the one food that is disproportionately popular in that state. And Ohio was labeled with soup and it was the only state labeled soup. And I was like, I would believe that. Yeah. I would always rather have soup than just about anything else. I mean, with everything else, you've got to take it and chew it up to convert it to that delicious soupy liquid. Right. <laughs> Soup, it's right there. They do it for you. Right, right. There's nobody saying you can't have chunks in your soup. I, yeah, I just love some soup. It's my fucking favorite. I always fucking love it. And I'm married to the best soup maker ever in the world. That's you. Oh, thank you. Make a fine soup. (laughs) Well, soup is easy because you just, you make the stock and then everything else comes from that. But then it just takes time to make a good stock. So you just get that going and forget about it (laughs) you do it for like days yeah it is like absolute pure like three chickens liquefied into like pure satin yeah just any anything left over freeze it and And then then you you make soup with it next time and you make more stock with it yeah you take a whole pot of it you take a whole pot of all your frozen remains from all your different batches your Mm -hmm. chicken wings your roasted chickens your rotisserie chickens Uh your chicken legs Uh Chicken thighs with the bone and all that. You chuck it all in. You left over turkey from Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah. You got to do that too. Mm. I got a I got a whole chicken the other day from Amazon, which is not usually where you buy chickens from. <laughs> it's real funny. I mean, it is. On one hand, it's very dystopic, <laughs> dystopic, right? To uh, look in your medicine cabinet and get your Amazon branded melatonin. Yeah. <laughs> And put your Amazon brand wart treatment on the bottom of your foot and uh, then go eat your Amazon chicken. (laughs) Replace your batteries in your remote control with some Amazon labeled batteries. Yeah, yeah. So it's a little creepy crawly, but uh, well, that's 2022. So what are you going to do? The only thing different, so you go to the store, you get a chicken from Giant Eagle or whatever. It's, It's fine. You reach in the chicken and you pull out it's secrets. You pull out its secrets. <laughs> they got the little chicken neck, and then they have the liver, kidneys, heart, right? Uh-huh. Well, I reach in this Amazon chicken, and I pull out a liver and a pair of kidneys and a chicken heart. And I'm like, okay. And I'm like, there's still some stuff in here. And I reach in, and I pull out what looks like a single other kidney. And I was like, oh. Huh, different. And then I reach in, and I pull out three more chicken hearts. <laughs> Seems like some kind of monster chicken. So I don't know if they were just trying to, maybe they were just topping it up, like making sure it came up to a certain weight. Maybe, maybe. Oh, that's sneaky. That's sneaky. They just have all of the innards and they just like determine how many innards you get based on how heavy your chicken is. Yeah. Yeah. So you could sneaky. have a little skinny chicken full of, full of hearts. the hearts of other chickens <laughs> that it, that it lived with. Yeah. 
It's fucking nightmare. Yeah, they're going to make a Netflix original about that. They're going to call it... Uh, Chicken Mirror. Chicken Mirror! <laughs> Uh. so what else separates garden and farm besides the thousand dollar line the thousand dollar line is like the official like the government's gonna come for you yeah uh the main this difference is mainly a scale you would do gardening as a hobby or to do supplemental income but if you have a farm, you would do it full time and it would have more land and you would rely on it for your livelihood, right? Mm-hmm. And you don't need a lot of capital and infrastructure in order to garden. Oh, right. Yeah. But farming, you would have like all kinds of like tractors and irrigation and combines, right? Uh huh. Yeah. Fertilizers and shit like that, right? And in a garden, you just basically need a shovel, like an old stick, maybe like some a hose. Yeah, garden hose. Fake or- snake. <laughs> a rubber snake. <laughs> some old rocks pile those up right hold the dirt in (laughs) yeah Uh so that's the main that's the main difference it's just like how much effort are you putting into it baby so have you ever heard of prop lifting no what is that that is like when people go into like gardening stores and get like a little clipping of a plant and then bring it home and and propagate it without paying for it oh (laughs) like shoplifting Uh oh that's smart yeah I've never, I've never done that. I might now though. That's smart. Well, I, I don't know. Plants don't cost that much at the garden store though. Go and get a little guy for like ten or twenty bucks. I don't really. It's that seems free it seems, is better than twenty bucks, baby. Yeah, I don't. Like I'm not, I'm not a big store sucker or anything. <laughs> but like, I feel like the little garden store down here is like pretty. They're pretty good. They have a whole ton of different plants. I I don't care. I'll go down and get plants and soil and stuff at the store. I don't feel like I want to steal stuff from them. Like I'm pretty. You're I'm, not a big thief. I'm I'm not a <laughs> I'm not a stealer. Yeah. <laughs> You're not big on theft. I'll tell I'll tell you what I do like to do though is if I'm somewhere on public property and there's an interesting plant growing, I will take the berries or the seeds or i will take a clipping of the plant and propagate it yeah why wouldn't you i actually have some pawpaw seeds that i got got those out of the woods and i have some service berry seeds i have a couple different varieties of service berry seeds that i got uh from last was it last summer it's either last uh yeah this past this last spring and summer forage some service berries from some different uh, locations around the neighborhood which is an indigenous fruit to you know the eastern united states and canada right and so i'm stratifying those i have some in the in the fridge and some in the freezer you have to do that so the plant thinks that it is winter which it is now so mm-hmm. i guess i if uh-huh. i i could have just put them outside <laughs> right i could have put them outside but so i'm going to do that and then try to grow them in the spring right and the idea is that those are those are native so those should grow pretty well and we don't have any fruit trees and i think you can put fruit trees in your front yard i don't think anybody will get too mad if you have fruit trees in your front yard given that i got the service berries from other people's front yards right nobody eats service berries (laughs) they're delicious they're surprisingly good nobody's ever fucking heard of them Mm -hmm. somebody walked by as i was taking well i actually took a bunch of them from a tree in front of the library because otherwise they're going to fall on the ground Mm -hmm. and i pay taxes for the library nobody's going to eat them and somebody was like what are you doing And I was picking the berries off of the berry tree and putting them in a Ziploc bag. And I said, I'm picking service berries off this tree. And they're like, what are you going to do with them? And I said, we're going to take them home and eat them. (laughs) And they're like, oh, he walked into the library. (laughs) What do you think I would do with them? I don't know. Fucking take them home and do something weird with them, man. Bring them in the library and squash them in between pages of the books. (laughs) (laughs) Wish you would have said that before I took them home and ate them like a dumbass. (laughs) I know what I'm doing in May of 2022. Right. (laughs) 
So did you know that um, plants are very much like conscious guys? They love it when you talk to them, and they love music, and they have great vibes. I've heard that. That's the that's the quintessential science fair experiment: is playing music to plants. Right? Yeah, right. So there was a German professor in 1848 named Gustav Fechner who wrote a book about the soul life of plants. And he promoted the idea that talking to them promotes their growth and their health, right? Mm-hmm. And so there was a biologist named Monica Galliano who did a study. So she had these pea seedlings and she had them in their little growing thing, right? And she had them buried in the dirt and one side of the tube had running water and one side of the tube was just more dry soil, right? Mm-hmm. And she played the sound of running water and the pea shoot would grow in the direction of the sound of running water as opposed to which direction the water was actually located at. Oh, so they can detect sound. Yeah, so they were they were growing based on the sound of it instead of sensing that there was water on one one end or the other and going in that direction. Huh, I assumed that plants just kind of followed like a moisture gradient right, or something. Right, right. Nope, they were listening. Well... See, we've talked about this many times, but I think that because the way consciousness works, I think that plants are more conscious than we think they are. Right. Um, They also did a study where they showed that plants begin to react to sound at around 70 decibels, which is also the level of average human conversation. So the suggestion is to me that if you have plants in your room where you live and you're talking, that you're probably stimulating them. Right. They probably like having people there talking in the room with them, even though they can't talk back and they can't participate in the conversation. Mm -hmm. Plants really like to sit there and listen to people have a conversation. Right. Can you think of any other species of alive things that even if they're not participating in the conversation might like to sit and listen people talk for like 45 minutes? (laughs) We We should start selling Discord memberships to plants. Could be great. We could overturn that hierarchy. You always say humans are the only ones that pay to live here on planet Earth. We Wrong. Are, yeah. We get humans to pay for memberships for their plants. Because plants are free, baby. They're not burdened by capitalism like we are. I think, <laughs> the, I think the sooner that we can force people to monetize their free and fulfilling hobby of watching plants slowly grow nurturing them and mutually enjoying (laughs) you know each other's company and attention right (laughs) right did you know that may 2nd is naked gardening day may 2nd that Uh seems a little early in the year that must be like a zone 8 invention right right you should do it this year and see if you get arrested (laughs) i've no i've never gone out in any any parts of the yard we i mean we theoretically have a fence around the back but I think everybody else's house is so close up on us. Yeah. And they're all one and a half or two stories, so they could pretty much look right down if they wanted to. So I've never gone out there naked. We should have an invention where it's like a little lure fence that is just like around you, like a personal fence. That's like, like, a, like a barrel like a guy would wear in an old-timey cartoon. I was thinking like a 12-foot tall, like... Um, changing room. I like the idea of having a structure built around you to shroud your nakedness, which is infinitely, like, more cumbersome and awkward than (laughs) wearing clothes. Like, just... You said 12... You said 12... You said 12 feet high. (laughs) Yeah. Which is fine, but what if you were ambulatory and you were walking around, but you had a structure on you that was 1,200 feet high? And then you just, you'd have to keep that upright, but then you could be naked in your yard. I just think we should be allowed to be naked in the yard, man. I, I feel like we should be in touch with the with the planet Earth. Get out there, get naked, but you, but your neighbors are there and they're going to call the cops on you and then you're going to have to move because you live too close to a school. Well, <laughs> I think honestly, like a lot of my reasons for doing things are not because I want or don't want to, but it's because like, I don't want to feel like I'm disrespecting somebody else. I feel like if you hang your hog out in the yard, 
I feel like that's just disrespectful. There's no way it's like more fun than the distress somebody else feels at seeing your hog out. Yeah, yeah. So I really think, I think your sense of humanity would really have to be skewed. Yeah, right, right. Uh, so what did you learn today about gardening? Oh, I finally learned what a farm is. No, I didn't know what a farm, I mean, I did. I kind of did. I mean, if you I say guess. farm, you think of a picture in your head, you think of the Bob Evans farm, don't you? Yeah. Don't you think of a red barn and a silo and a sunset and a little greenhouse? Like a nice grandma. Yeah, you and that is the fucking the, that is from Bob Evans. Yeah. That is what you think Bob of. Bob Evans when you is think, from Ohio. He better be. He's from like Southern Ohio, I think. Isn't that where he's from? Centerville or something, probably. Yeah. Something like that. <sighs> think about it. Ohio is really a great place to have a farm. <laughs> you know a, a great place if you want to garden in Ohio, Natalie. Harlem Township, they got so much dirt. They got so much dirt. It's flat. Free it's, for the taking. It's flat. It's open. Plenty of land there. Plenty of sunshine, water, and friendly people. Right, right. You really could not beat if you wanted to have your own garden. Harlem Township, probably the place to do it, honestly. Luscious. Zone, zone yeah. 6, yeah. USDA. Yes. So you're going to have your last frost somewhere around the second week of May. You're going to want to wrap those suckers up by October 28th. <laughs> And also Corey Grella. Don't forget her. She loves gardening. I didn't. I just thought we would mix it up, just bump Harlem up because, I mean, they're th they're a flat piece of earth that loves to grow plants. Right, right. Really can't let them take up the rear in this one. Right, right. <laughs> but if you were worried about something damaging your plants, but something that would not be considered force majeure... <laughs> And Corey Grella, perhaps if you felt as though your garden was going to cause a liability. Right, right. What if what if your garden accidentally killed somebody? That's exactly it. Everybody else is walking around out there every springtime with their with their garden hose and their and their little shoveling spade. N not a care in the world for if somebody were to perish. <laughs> What if you were? What if you were growing some vegetables and a poisonous bee fertilized your carrot, and then someone ate your carrot and they died? That would be, you know, I think it would be wild if a poisonous bee somehow caused the the root of a carrot to become <laughs> poison. But just because it doesn't happen often doesn't mean it's never gonna happen. You need to get insurance. And I think, hit up Corey Grella, and I think, you know what? That is such a rare event. I bet that insurance would be cheap. Probably two bucks a month, three bucks a month. Get on that actuarial table. You'll be Man, safe. You got, you got me thinking that bee insurance. <laughs> that could really, that's like a little super lotto mega million. Right, you're just waiting for that day when you get the poisonous bees. You get that big payout. And as we, as we know, insurance companies love to pay out. Well... If you haven't yet, subscribe to our Patreon, patreon.com slash garbagebrainuniversity. You're going to hear over 120 episodes you've never heard. You can join the Discord. You can hang out with us. And most of all, you'll help us keep doing this. Right, right. So thanks again for listening. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Goodbye.